Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at BetQLDaily, Chris Mack. In for both Joe and Ed. Yep, Aaron is back, though, so don't worry. We've got some semblance of calm to the storm here today on (laughs) BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you. Get those four- and five-star plays while you're at it at BetQL by going to BetQL.com and watch the show there, as well as in your BetQL app or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql it's all presented by bet mgm and bringing him in after the first weekend of the second half is officially in the books our guy mlb dream to react to that first weekend post all-star break and look ahead to tonight's board and maybe talk some shohei as well dream how are you how was the weekend great man glad baseball's back on the tv and you know really enjoyed it (laughs) Yeah, so what's your? do you have any big takeaways? I mean, we're talking three, maybe four games in a couple teams' cases, but uh, three games out of the break now. Uh, do you have any takeaways from that first series out of the break that you look at and go, okay, the stuff that was happening before the break with that team is definitely continuing post-break and is worth keeping an eye on? Uh, just a couple things that I think are most notable, at least in the – prop market I noticed just uh managers are being a little wonky with their starting pitcher usage over the weekend I don't know if they're trying to give guys just more of an extended break along with the all-star break and you know kind of pulling them you know an an inning earlier than they normally would have uh but as far as teams go I still kind of find myself I think for a week or two before the break I kind of found myself um just backing the Giants as long as I thought that they could get to their opposing pitcher no matter who they really have on the mound I mean, their bullpen has been great, so I'm kind of banking on them to continue kind of figuring it out no matter who's starting for them. They got Webb, their uh, ace on the mound today, so I do like them as well. And I've been fading the Pirates <laughs> continuously, so I'll probably keep keep doing that. And uh, Aaron knows, last time I was on here, I was probably one of the only people that wasn't on the uh, Reds bandwagon. Um, I don't know how many times I've bet the uh, opposing team team total against them, um, but it's been quite a bit, and it's another spot I'm looking at today against Williamson. Awesome. You know, looking at the card today, the first thing that jumped out to me was Jordan Lyles is on the mound. I love it when he's on the mound. Uh, He has a 642 ERA going up against Matt Manning, who has a 372 ERA. But you look at his Manning's uh, expected ERA is 441, and then his XFIP 584. What interests you in this Tigers-Royals game today? This is a gross Nothing. one, right? Whenever you see the <laughs> whenever you, the Tigers open up at minus 130 road favorites, it's like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, it's a little hard to trust Manning. Like you said, those aren't great numbers. And especially when you're coming back from an injury with such a small sample, it's like I'd like to get a little bit more 
um, to kind of really see where he's at. But the numbers, I mean, he hasn't been allowing too many runs, but the numbers just don't look that good. Like single, his swinging strike percentage, he hasn't put anything above over eight. It's been around 4.4 for a couple starts. So I haven't bet anything there yet, but I, I think that the Tigers team total at four and a half is, is worth a look, especially with, you know, Kansas City coming off that uh, doubleheader yesterday and just a tough series against the Rays. I want to go back to two things you mentioned when, right after we brought you on, Dream, and that's the Giants, the way they've kind of carried some momentum through the break now into the second half and not totally being on board on the Reds bandwagon. They meet starting tonight, 7-10 in Cincy. Um, when you look at that one, and, and you, you talk about Webb being on the mound for the Giants, Reds are plus one and a half on the run line. Total at nine and a half. Reds plus 120 on the money line. Uh, what's your read on this series and, and how to play this first game in particular? Uh, so, honestly, I don't think the money line – I think there's kind of value on the Giants right now in the, in the low minus 140s. Mm -hmm. To be completely honest, I, I would have already bet the Giants' money line if it wasn't for Logan Webb coming off his first complete game shutout. That's not really necessarily a spot where I like to back guys in their next start, even though he only threw like 103 pitches and it wasn't like – he wasn't out there grinding for four or five innings. He had a bunch of easy innings, so I still think I might end up on him. I did bet his uh, strikeout profit over five and a half, and honestly, I'm just trying to figure out if I want to bet Williamson's earned run prop at over two and a half plus money, or if I want to bet the uh, Giants team total either first five or, or full game there. Love it. A total I was looking at uh, with the Yankees and Angels, Severino and Canning, aren't that great. And I was thinking over nine is interesting for this one. Are there any totals that you like for today? Honestly, I haven't bet any. I, that's one of the two where I lean over along with the Orioles. I don't really know what to expect from either of those rookies facing a tough lineup. But in LA, we've mm -hmm. seen like, what, almost 20 runs each of the last two days. Um, the weather's good there for overs. Their bullpen is absolutely gassed. Severino has been horrible i think he had a hard hit percentage around 65 percent or 70 percent against the orioles so i mean it's i definitely think it's over or nothing and that along with the dodgers and orioles are the two um over so i'm probably close to closest to betting today so what's your read mlb dream with us here as we get we push through the first weekend of the second half of the season and now really firmly headed towards the stretch run with the the trade deadline two weeks away how are you playing or, or not playing maybe? What's your, your game plan for when you see uh, Major League debuts? Like in particular, I know you said you're fading the Pirates. Smart play given the way they've played since, well, the end of April. Um, but they bring up Quinn Priester, for example, to make his Major League debut tonight. And we're in that part of the year where we're going to start to see those teams that are out of it inject more youth into their lineups, in particular in the rotation. So when you see guys come up at this level – is there any value in going back and looking at the track record at the double or triple A level and trying to get a read on whether that continues once they've hit the bigs? Or do you take a step back and say, no, 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 this is a whole new level. I want to get a track record on a guy before I start placing bets. It's honestly like a little bit of both. You want a track record, but it's also important to look to see what they've been doing um, at the minor league level. And also if they've had to pre uh, repeat a level, right? So Quinn is actually, this is his second season, I guess he only went nine innings last year in AAA, but they put him back there. So I think that's kind of important to see how many, how long it takes a guy to figure out AA or AAA. 
Um, and then you look to see how deep that they're pitching, how many pitches they're allowed to throw. And I think more important than the ERA is obviously the FIP, which fan graphs will show you. And then also the swinging strike percentage, which some parks, I don't think, I don't know if all of the minor league uh, AAA parks have them, but a lot of them do. So you can, obviously you expect regression when they come to the, the show, but just to get a better idea of what their swing and miss stuff is and just how deep they've even been pitching uh, at the lower level, I think is pretty important. The unfortunate part about this, I think he is a guy that I would fade. His, his minor league numbers are solid, but the Guardians are just such a tough offense to back, whether it's a team total or on the side. And honestly, this is kind of a – I wish I could kind of – it's a bullpen game for them, and I still kind of wish I could attack them with a the you know the Pirates team total, but I don't really want to back either of these offenses, even with kind of crappy pitchers on the mound. So I'll probably end up passing here specifically. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
There's some discrepancy in Marlins at Cardinals today. You've got Luzardo against Michaelis. Some books have Miami plus one and a half, but it's super juice. And then some have them minus one and a half on the run line. What do you think about Marlins minus 101 just money line today? I like that uh, quite a bit. It'll probably end up on my card. I haven't bet it yet, but I was a little surprised that you know, they were, that it is kind of a pick em. I thought they'd be a little bit bigger favorites. Even though the Marlins are better uh, versus lefties, they just got swept by the Orioles, which really wasn't too much of a surprise. Um, but we are seeing some Marlins money here. So I, I, I was also, I think the Cardinals have the third highest uh, strikeout percentage versus lefties over the last month. But Lazardo's strikeout prop was a little high. I, I assume I'll, I'll probably be on the Marlins here. That's it's interesting the way that's gone back and forth there. Um, another one I have an eye on as far as the total goes, Dream, and tell me what your read is on this because it's, it's super low. It's a seven-run total uh, out in Seattle tonight. Twins are visiting the Mariners. Sonny Gray has been consistent all year, ERA down below three. Uh, Logan Gilbert going for the Mariners. Seattle is one that I, I don't trust down the stretch. It Felt like maybe they were getting some wind in their sails, pushing towards the break, but again, wildly inconsistent. Um, the Twins, I trust to scare the living daylights out of somebody if they get to October. And they probably will because somebody has to make it from the AL Central. Uh, but but Sonny Gray and that rotation are the reason I, I think they can do that. They can scare the daylights out of somebody in a, in a short wild card round or even a, a divisional round. Um, what's your view of, I guess, the Twins in general, the rest of the way, the season, not to lean too much into futures, but the rest of the way. And then tonight specifically, a low total of seven against the Mariners out in Seattle. Yeah, I've liked the Twins for some time in that division. Their pitching is just better than everybody else's. Um, even Kenta made us come back, I think, about three starts since coming off the injured list, and he's looked incredible. He's looked like vintage Maeda. Um so I do think that the Twins you know, will find a way to uh, win that division. And you're right; they're not a they're a tough matchup in the postseason just because of how well their you know top two or three pitchers can line up against the opposition. This I really wanted uh, Logan Gilbert. I thought he would open his strikeout prop at, at six and a half. Both these teams are one and two um, in strikeout percentage versus righties over the last thirty days. So I'm expecting a lot of strikeouts. I don't think I can get to bet Gilbert for him to get eight, even though I still kind of lean over there. And I'm with you. I lean under there. Again, I I don't know if I'll get there. I know I'm saying that quite a bit today, but it's a little bit more difficult in the first game of the series on like Monday and Tuesdays and Fridays without the umpire assignments and, and that type of thing. You know, these guys are traveling. So when I'm kind of on the fence or I'm close to a total, usually the umpire might push me one way or the other. So we don't really have that uh, that for us today. I want to ask you a big picture question before we uh, run out of time, but Otani, obviously now we know the angels are willing to listen to trade offers. Where are you at with this? Do you think he stays? And if you do think he ends up uh, being traded, which team do you think he might go to? That's a great <laughs> question. Um, they really should trade him. I know he doesn't want to be viewed as the owner, viewed as the owner that like couldn't make the playoffs with Otani and Trout, but it just makes so much sense. I mean, it could really bump up their farm system quite a quite a bit. So I think it just comes down to a team that obviously is willing to spend the money next year on him potentially, but also I think it's most important is just having the pieces in the farm system to be able to get Otani. I think it's impossible, or maybe not impossible. It's really tough to give the Angels fair value. I don't even know what a fair fair value is in terms of prospects for an Otani rental. 
I don't know how many mm -hmm. top prospects that is. Um, and I know it's kind of a pipe dream, but I, I would love for him to come to Baltimore. <laughs> and I know they have the bunch of the middle infield type prospects that could get the job done. But I honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it, we, we've talked about it all morning and it's just, it's, I'd love to see the Artie Moreno and ownership and leadership there kind of avoid the fearful line of thinking that you mentioned earlier, Dream, like, oh, we don't want to be the ones who couldn't get to the postseason with Otani and lean in on it and, and, and do their best to keep him around and just absolutely woo the heck out of the guy the last two months. But I also understand that if you feel like that's futile and there, there's no bringing him back, that you want to get what you can. Um, one I mean, last the thing I want to open up. I I think it's going to be no, about 50. They're going to start at like 50 or $60 million a year. It's kind of the starting point where they're going to be negotiating. So I just don't really think that the angels will end up putting that kind of money out for Otani. So it just makes too much sense for them to get something for him. Yeah. I get that line of thinking too. One last thing I wanted to touch on before we let you run, we talked about it, the three of us during the break before we came back. Um, Tampa, Texas tonight. I think I think Aaron and I both really like this one because of the pitching matchup. Dane Dunning and the advanced metrics tell you, uh, as Aaron said earlier, he's due for some regression. McClanahan's first start back in, I think, three, almost three weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, what's your read on that one with the total sitting at nine? I thought this was going to be a juvenile question. Um, I don't know, honestly. Like, if – if like McClanahan was 100%, even though the Rangers have, I think well, they're the best team versus lefties, I would be on Tampa here. But with the back issues, um, I, I lean over along with the two of you. And, you know, we talked about it. Dunning is just hard for me to back given his, you know, advanced stats just showing so much regression for most of the season. Maybe he'll go ahead and, you know, beat all those peripherals for the entire year. If he does, good for him. But he's just really hard for me to back. And this is kind of an over or nothing for me here. Great stuff, Dream. We appreciate it, man. Uh, good to have you on. Good to get your thoughts on the first weekend of ball following the break and where we go from here. Uh, I know they always appreciate you having on here. I'm glad I got to be a part of it today. MLB Dream. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Aaron, I'm, I'm glad we got some confirmation there. I am, I'm putting it in right now. I may wait until, to make it official during lightning bets, but I think I'm putting it in right now. It is... Tampa, Texas, over nine. That's my play today. I like that. And there's another one I placed during that segment that I'll have to wait until Lightning Vets oh, to let you know it. what it is as yes. well. Yes. Save it. Save I love it. it. I love it. I, we so are cooking I love now. the juvenile reference, by the way. Is that on the uh, workout playlist for the day? <laughs> it is now. I mean, we would, we, we would be remiss if we didn't include it, I think. Back right. that thing up. It'll be on mine. All right. Exactly. Lightning, lightning bets on the way before we wrap it up about 25 minutes from now. And nickel or dime. Plus, we still haven't talked Wimbledon. We still haven't talked Rory and a few other things that we have yet to get to. It is a full day despite Joe and Ed having the day off. Chris Mackin for those two. Aaron Hawksworth still here. We come back in just a moment with nickel or dime right here on Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM. MGM.